The Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 86, How to Fill Your Energy Tank When You're Getting Close to Empty. Hi there. It is a beautiful day. It really is because I'm back in Manhattan Beach and I haven't been here for a while. (laughs) So look up Manhattan Beach, California if you haven't. It is a bit crowded. I've talked about that before on previous sessions, but I'm so thankful to be here and the weather could not have been more perfect. Hi, I'm Annette Bone and welcome to the Dancepreneuring Studio session number 86. And the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I am so happy I get to bring you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance as they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. So by the time this is released, I will either be close or be on my way en route to Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. And as we're getting close, I'm getting really excited. I don't know totally what to expect, but I'm excited to, to connect with people from all over the world that are attending and just, like I said before, learn and grow and be around other podcasters. So I'm excited to report back on what I've learned and my experience and all that kind of stuff. Coming up in our Step to Success segment, bacon, veggies, or cupcakes. In our Dancer's Dialect segment, love is a battlefield. In our Freestyle Flow segment, art or science. And in our feature presentation, how to fill your energy tank when you're getting close to empty. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, this is Elm, Elm Boogie Pizarro, choreographer, dancer, creative director, owner and founder of Boogie Zone and Boogie Zone Utopia Laboratory for the Creative Arts. And you're listening to the Dance Printering Studio with my good friend, Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and your business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. So do you prefer bacon, veggies, or cupcakes, or all of the above? I know most people like all three, right? Well, you wouldn't think that these things have to do with website building, but they are options. If you use the WordPress platform for your websites, or you're thinking about building a website and using this platform, then these are three different what are called plugins that are available to basically work as fillers for text until you get your actual copy onto your website. And so the term is called lorem ipsum. It's a Latin term. And basically, like I said, they are fillers for your website to a placeholders. So it's for websites, wireframes, design templates before the actual copy is put in place. And for a while, the only thing that was available were just the boring text that you plug in. But now people are getting really creative. And there are three that I found that I thought were hilarious. The bacon Ipsum generator, the veggie Ipsum generator, and the cupcake (laughs) Ipsum generator. So instead of just the Latin text, it fills in text like, hamburger, corned beef, short ribs, kielbasa for the bacon. And then for veggies, it'll put gumbo, beet greens, turnip, rice bean, rutabaga, endive, cauliflower, things like that, of course. And then cupcake, 
cheesecake, Danish cheesecake, lemon drops, sweet pudding, ice cream. Don't those sound really good, right? And so instead of having the boring text, you can have these fillers as you're getting your website built. And you can obviously do this yourself, but if you're having a designer or someone else use the WordPress platform, ask them if they can use one of these plugins. And there's also other plugins. So if you don't like any of these subject matters, there there are other ones. And that way, when you are developing your site, you have something fun to look at. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The dancer's dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance concepts and terminology across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. So last week I interviewed Angela Gendel of Movite in New Zealand, and I love doing these international interviews. They're so fun. All the interviews are fun, actually, but getting to know people from around the world is definitely a passion of mine. And so New Zealand on my mind, therefore, the word for today in the dancer's dialect is haka, which is a type of ancient Maori war dance. And it was traditionally used on the battlefield, as well as when groups came together in peace. And so it's a very fierce dance. There's a lot of pride and strength and unity. And um, some of the actions include foot stamping, tongue protrusions, rhythmic body slapping, and loud chanting. And The words of a haka often describe ancestors and events in the tribe's history. And haka obviously is still very popular today. They're used during Maori ceremonies and celebrations. And so I thought of two things. I thought of battlefield and love. And also that song by Pat Benatar came to mind too, Love is a Battlefield. So (laughs) I'm dating myself again. Love is a Battlefield. I do like that song actually. So family events, birthdays and weddings, obviously all out of love, but at the same time having this dance form that is so rooted in pride and strength and unity. And that all stems from love as well. And I love that dance has its roots in love and that it can be demonstrated in so many different ways. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? Art or science? I say both. They're both important. They both have to do with each other. But that didn't seem to be the perception that most people got with these recent ads run by Wells Fargo. And these were print ads that were promoting a teen financial education day. And I don't know if you've seen them. Actually, you know what I'll do is I'll link an article from the New York Times in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 086. And these print ads feature two different images. There's an image of a woman, a young woman, and it says a ballerina yesterday, an engineer today. And then there's also a picture of a young man and it says an actor yesterday, a botanist today. And each picture is featured with a tagline that says, let's get them ready for tomorrow. And so my dancer friends were not very happy (laughs) with with this ad. And initially for me too, when I saw it, I kind of felt weird because it brought back memories of when I thought, oh my goodness, I I love dance or when, when I started dancing and I thought, oh, I love this so much and, and I want to do this and I don't care if, uh, what I have to do, but I want to do this. And then you have this other side and other people telling you, well, you know, that's just a hobby and that's for fun and it's not realistic to pursue something artistic. 
which, you know, that's a whole other discussion in itself. So initially I thought, well, okay, that's kind of, it's kind of triggering back these memories. And then I thought, well, it's all in the context because for for someone that's not a dancer, it might have not affected them that way. And it might have just been a point of reference that back when this person wanted to do this, and now they want to do this, and not so much comparing art and science. But with um, the art community, the artist community, this was not received very positively. So I believe that it's all in the context of how you take it and your own experiences and where you are coming from with uh, how you perceive things. And so I would be interested in knowing what you thought of these ads if you take a look at them. And I know that Wells Fargo issued an apology for these advertisements because of the connotation that science is better than art. But again, it's all in your perception. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. My son and I were recently on location for one of his acting projects, and it was a very early call time, which meant that by early afternoon after lunch, everybody was quite tired. And understandably, when the kids were on scene, the parents were in the holding area, and I noticed a couple of them even though they didn't have anything to lay on, they laid on this dirty, hard floor in this old gymnasium that we were waiting at, this desolate, abandoned area that obviously served its purpose because we were filming there. And so it was funny in different parts, this big old gymnasium, and there were different areas, this big open area, and there were parents laying down on their jacket or on something, and they were laying flat down taking naps. And I actually wanted to do that myself, but (laughs) I was working on some stuff on my computer, but I did notice my energy levels were dipping and I thought, okay, I got to do something. So when we got there that morning, I wanted to make sure that my energy was up. So of course I had my coffee, right? I had to have my coffee, but I did some of my quick hit workouts that I do. So I was outside and thankfully the weather was really nice and it was getting warm. But then by mid-afternoon after lunch, I thought, oh gosh, I got to do something because I'm I'm starting to fade. And so I changed my physical state again. And so it got me thinking about how do we keep our energy up when we're running close to empty? And so I wanted to share that productivity is more about energy management than it is about time management. And these are six quick things that you can consider doing when you feel that dip. And any one of these will help. All of them will help if you implement them. Number one, as I was talking about, you want to change your physical state. So whether it's getting up and jumping up and down, or you're in a weird funk and you you can't focus, then do something physical, whether it's a quick hit workout or running around, jumping up and down, slap yourself, I don't know, <laughs> scare yourself, have someone scare you, I don't know, jump out at you, but change your physical state. That will definitely wake you up. Number two, know when you perform optimally. Pay attention to your peak productivity times. For me, it's definitely early morning, early to early, early morning to early afternoon. And then it just kind of depending on my physical activity, I have bursts within the afternoon and then into the evening that I can focus. But for me, just optimally, I love mornings. So pay attention to when you have your peak times. Number three is to drink water, drink more water. I think as a whole, we need to drink more water anyway. 
Number four, take a quick 20-minute power nap. These are very helpful. And I've linked an article from the Sleep Foundation in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 086 that talks about the benefits of a 10 to 20-minute power nap. I think you'll be happy you did this. And those parents, I'm sure, are happy that they did this too. (laughs) Number five, inhale essential oils. I love essential oils. I love the whole alchemy of it and just studying about the benefits and what's good for what. And most of the citrus ones are really good for energy pick-me-ups like lemon and orange and grapefruit, but also oils such as peppermint and spearmint. So go ahead and research that. There's more than enough resources to get you started on using essential oils for energy. And number six, very easy, listen to some music that motivates you or that gets you excited or gets you pumped up and gets that energy going. So again, productivity is more about energy management than time management. So what do you do when your energy level is dipping and you're running close to empty? I would love to get your feedback and you can go to AnnetteBone.com forward slash 086, where you can also find the show notes to this session. And if you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And that way I can continue improving the podcast as well as give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm excited to be off to the East Coast for the very first time and excited to bring back information and share what I've learned. And in the meantime, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.